Good day. You're tuned into the 48th edition of Free City Radio. Uh, it is Tuesday, the 28th of June, and I'm your host, uh, Stefan Christoph, in Montreal. Um, it's hot today. Just recording this out on the street. Get a sense of the city feeling. It is summer here in, in the city. And um, I wanted to share with you um, an important conversation that I had last week with a longtime community activist named Ihab Lotayev, um, who has been really involved in trying to highlight um, the importance of campaigning to oppose Islamophobia in society. Um, this has taken place in the context of the campaign in Quebec against a discriminatory law that was passed by the current government uh, here in Quebec called the Coalition Avenir de Quebec, the CAC, um, that basically bans uh, public uh, officials or servants from wearing, quote-unquote, religious symbols. But this has primarily targeted... um, has primarily targeted... um, racialized communities, uh, particularly the Muslim community, also the Sikh uh, community, um, basically sets up a scenario where um, the Islamophobia in society has become institutionalized, and also general uh, discrimination and racism, this Law 21, as it's called, has really officialized and institutionalized um, legitimized racism. So there's been a very vigorous campaign that has been fought on various fronts to oppose Law 21, both in the courts, but also um, politically. A lot of protests, uh, conferences, uh, the construction of political networks to build um, opposition to this law. So we talked about that, but we also talked about the importance of recognizing Islamophobia, not only in Quebec, but within the Canadian state at large. Um, This was a conversation that we had um, in the week after the um, murder of a Muslim family in London, Ontario, uh, who was mowed down, murdered, targeted um, by um, a racist attack, uh, a murder. Um, And so there was an outpouring of grief and opposition, of course, and outrage about this attack Um, It's faded from the headlines now. It's the last few days of June. But I think it really highlights the importance of naming and addressing and campaigning against Islamophobia, uh, specifically within the context of work generally opposing racism. And in Quebec, that means opposing Law 21, but also means about acknowledging and naming the fact that um, systemic racism uh, is a reality and specifically Islamophobia, which has become more institutionalized in Quebec through Law 21, is a reality. So these are some of the issues that we um, talked about um, in our conversation. Um, and I'll share it with you here on Free City Radio. This is Ihab Lotayef. Good day. I'm joined by Ihab Lotayef, uh, who is a community activist. Um, he's a co-founder of Muslim Awareness Week. Um, and uh, is um, involved with the Citizens' Rights Committee. I know Ihab through his longstanding work uh, in defense of human rights in general, but also 
specifically mobilizations across communities that draw attention to the importance of solidarity in terms of uh, opposing legislation like Bill 21, but also thinking about uh, what uh, connecting to other uh, struggles for justice look like, for example, um, building links between um, uh, struggles of migrant communities and immigrant communities and indigenous people. So I always appreciate talking with you and, and learning about what you've been uh, up to. Uh, good day, Ihab. Good day, and I always appreciate, I really appreciate that you always mention the scope of, of the different uh, activist things that I've worked on. Uh, sometimes you make me realize <laughs> how much time has passed and how many struggles one has been involved in. Much appreciated. Respect. Uh, thank you, uh, Yeb. So, I mean, we're talking at a time of tragedy in a lot of ways. Um, I think a lot of people, at least in mainstream Canada, were shocked about what happened uh, in Ontario, in London, the Islamophobic attack. So I'm just wondering if you could maybe locate what happened. Um, I mean, you were involved in organizing um, actions to commemorate the family that was killed, but also to locate that event within broader, um, a broader culture of Islamophobia that unfortunately is a reality, of course, in Quebec, but also across Canada. Wondering if you could share some thoughts on the importance of understanding that event in context. Uh, I think I think what you're asking is extremely important. When 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 what happened in Quebec City happened in 2017, uh, um, we we convinced ourselves, or we got convinced, or we we chose to 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 convince ourselves that this is a one-off, and um, uh, move on. You know, move on. Uh, try to, uh, to 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 tackle it in different ways, but. Uh, we were really, really, um, we, when I say we here, I think I should say we as a society, not just as a Muslim community, we were not ready to accept that this may not be a one-off, that uh, this is the tip of an iceberg, that a big part of it is uh, under the water, maybe doesn't show, but this tip uh, will, will appear again and again and again, as long as we don't tackle and deal with the big part that is hidden beneath the, the water surface. And that's exactly what this event in London, Ontario made us uh, realize and forced us to, um, to accept. Um, uh, it, it is, um, it's in general, it is so sad to see that there are this kind of mass murders that are taking place in Canada more and more. Um, it's not only about the Muslim community in my mind, but it's really about Canadian society as a whole that uh, uh, 30 some years ago when I uh, immigrated to Canada, uh, Canada was not known at all uh, there was no mass murders. Those were happening in the States. You know, those were something that happens down south. Um, unfortunately, one of the biggest first ones happened the year I arrived to Canada, which is the Polytechnique. Um, and now uh, every few years, we, I mean, fortunately, it's not every few weeks or few months like in the States, but every few years we see one of this, uh, these incidents and it's extremely, extremely disturbing. 
for us to have become this society. Of course, Islamophobia is a part of it. Um, um, uh, other other reasons are are, are parts of it. Uh, mostly uh, disturbed uh, thoughts that do not get tackled. Whether those thoughts are against women or against immigrants or against the religious minority um, or against the indigenous, uh, we are not taking these issues seriously enough. And our politicians um, are very clever to tackle this, these things in front of the cameras when the issues are hot. Uh, but then we do not see uh, money and resources put where their words are put. Um, also, as a society, because I don't, I don't, I don't like to also only like talk about the politicians alone, but I think as a society, uh, the majority of us in Canada do not see the danger and the, the danger of these things and the importance of tackling them today, not tomorrow, not, not next year. Um, also, the affected communities as well. And here I'll talk about the Muslim community. And I don't mean to be uh, focusing on the the Muslim community at its time of pain, because it's very difficult to say this in times like these. But if not now, then then when really? Um, <clears throat> the Muslim community uh, also, and you mentioned that I'm one of the founders of, of Muslim Awareness Week, should also uh, put as much effort as it can to build bridges and not only in the uh, like between like uh, multi-religion dialogues and stuff like that, but dialogue with community at large, with introducing themselves uh, not as a uh, different group of people, but more as people like me and you, like the person next door, to 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 make. So peace in society, a real, a real thing. We know that there is Islamophobia. We know that there are many people in, in Quebec in particular who have uh, anti-religious sentiment that stems from um, uh, experiences with the Catholic Church and they superimpose it on many other religions. And there is so much education to be done here that... Um, uh, but unfortunately, Muslim community is still mostly asking politicians to solve the problems. Well, politicians alone will not solve it. They are not performing. That is true. But even if they perform to the maximum, they will not solve it alone. Um, so that's that's my 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 reflection on on the situation right now. Well, I mean, often there's this sort of language about Canadian society as a society of tolerance and respect for diversity. These types of events suggest something else. Um, and I think often you, you mentioned how politicians, when these uh, incidents happen, are willing, at least today, if we're talking about liberal politicians, to speak out against racism. But addressing that sort of larger question of like, both systemic racism, but also like uh, the reality of like Islamophobia or uh, sort of a framework of like social discrimination 
that exists beyond these incidents. I think that, you know, it seems that a lot of politicians are hesitant to address this beyond a crisis. And you sort of pointed at that. And I'm just wondering if you could speak a bit more about why it's important to direct resources to, to, to think about that, to address that, and to be honest that this exists. Well, well why it's important is really because it exists and it is the core reason for, of many, many, many problems that we face. Um, and the reason why they don't uh, because of uh, electoral uh, interest. They don't want to offend the vast majority of society so that they would be re-elected. And that's why they uh, always are too slow to react. They have to feel uh, before they act that the, the, the message will not be offensive to society and uh, thus they will be re-elected. Unfortunately, that's one of the ills of, of democracy. Um, I remember that in 2015, before he was elected the first time, uh, many groups uh, tried to get Justin Trudeau to use the word Islamophobia, and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't, till 2017 when it hit him in the face and he had to use it after the Quebec City mosque attack. So if, if he had used it earlier, maybe things would have changed. The, the, I mean, society develops in parallel, the, 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 uh, the, the academia, the uh, media, the politicians, they go in parallel. And when one of them goes ahead, uh, he or she pulls the others with them and society evolves. As long as we don't do that, then we remain stagnant in a point that doesn't help solve the problems that are beyond this point. And that's exactly what we are facing right now. In Quebec, we are still discussing, if I can use the word, if there is systemic racism or not. Uh, I, 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 as long as we don't acknowledge that there is systemic racism, we cannot start to deal with systemic racism, just as an example. Um, so this is where the politicians have a responsibility. You want to be there, leadership has a cost. You have to risk your re-electability, if you want to put it that way, by taking brave uh, positions in what you know exists. Um, of course, um, what happened to Tom Mulcair, for example, in the 2015 election, when he came out loud against the, 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 the face band in Qab and all that, I mean, against the laws against it, let me put it correctly. Um, and, and some people attribute his, his loss after being in a, in a strong position at the beginning of the campaign to that. Um, well, I think politicians are not uh, there to collect salaries. If they, want to, if they want to be leading, that has a cost. And if it ends up being a one-term politician because you took a brave decision, that's a risk you should, you should be taking. Unfortunately, we have too many career politicians uh, in Western democracies. Uh, and that makes that very, very, very difficult. Uh, and also, with the rise of um, populist politicians, it makes it even more difficult for principled politicians to be able to, uh, to, to make breakthroughs. So, um... Ihab, beyond the political realm in terms of official politics and politicians, like you've 
um, signaled through your action and organizing the importance of gathering in public space at a community level to respond also. And, and I, I appreciate what you said about how our uh, public discussion evolves with many forces. I, I, I feel what you're saying, and I think it's, it's very true. Um, one of those forces is what happens on the streets and in community centers and in gatherings. So can you talk about why you felt it was important to respond to the Islamophobic attack in Ontario at, at that level on the, you know, cause I, I know that you're involved in organizing one of the vigils to remember the family. If you could talk a bit about both why you wanted to remember the family specifically and name that, and also why more generally these types of actions are important to you. Uh, number one, in, in these situations, um, the, 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 the targeted communities, the targeted individuals need support. And that is very important to, to show. Um, also, at this, at this age, after these years of experience, I can also say that sometimes there are right ways of doing things and sometimes there are wrong ways of doing things. And we have to also do this public work in the right way that the, the, the goal um, is to voice our concern, voice it loud and clear. Uh, and if it if it um, uh, distances some people, that is fine. But we have to also be clear that the goal is not to distance people or not to confront. Confrontation is not the goal. Uh, also, uh, I we tried individual that we organized, and I think we succeeded in not having it just like a Muslim community. Uh, event the, the 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 vast majority who are there were non-Muslims coming to support and hear the word and hear the importance of and also those who spoke in the vigil many of them were not we did not uh, want to have the like the top level politicians or anything but we wanted diverse we wanted diversity of voices to be heard and um, and also it was important to have it quite soon, not have it as a staged event, event that comes, you know, in the following weekend that's more convenient for people. So there are many, many factors. I think you, as, 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 as much as I do, have done uh, uh, like street actions for, for many, many years. And um, uh, we, we, we have many things in mind and focus on many things when we do that. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's, that's the... Uh, the, the difficulty um, and and the importance at the same time of of, of being on the street. And as you mentioned, um, I didn't mention it when I said that there are different segments of society that move issues. But of course, street actions is one of them uh, as well. And they help. They're, they're probably the most courageous in advancing the, the issue or talking about what is not talked about. Uh, by, by by academia, by the media, by the politicians, um, and even by some community organizations who fail their communities. Um, because also uh, some community organizations become too close to the, uh, the ruling uh, uh, elite that they hesitate to bring up some things. Uh, so they fail their own, their own communities um, at... Uh, at, at the expense of, uh, of, 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 of many things sometimes, at, 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 at huge expenses sometimes. Thank you, Ihab. Uh, you mentioned uh, the importance of being there to support in these moments. And I just want to underline that because I think 
often, you know, that is maybe forgotten in how these events um, are portrayed in the mainstream uh, reports. Like, um, you know, there's the, the sort of discussion, oh, well, people gathered to commemorate or to express outrage or to oppose racism. But just on like, um, you know, as a co-founder of Muslim Awareness Week, can you talk about the imp- why it's important that people show up at events like this, like just on an emotional community-based level and, and also any words you would like to share about the family that lost their lives? First, um, uh, the importance of, of showing up is, as I mentioned earlier, support, but also hearing and building. And that's why I'm not... I'm not a big fan of 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 written long speeches or the like. I'm I'm more of uh, I prefer if people speak their heart and thus in these gatherings people understand more about the group they're coming to support or the issue they're coming to. Uh, so this is and and Muslim Awareness Week is even more of that of that kind where it the goal is to express yourself really as you are. I mean, it is not, Muslim Awareness Week is not about window dressing. It's not about saying that uh, Islam is the religion of love and peace. And it's it's not about that at all. Uh, it's about showing the Muslims that live in society. That's what we are. Those are our pains. Those are our, our, our ambitions. Those are our concerns. You know, uh, those are our, our contributions as well, which which exist. So that's why these, these things are, are, are very, are very important. Um, regarding the family that lost their life, I mean, it is it is as an extremely extremely sad sad situation. That um, you know, I don't want to belittle uh, what uh, um, uh, happened uh, in the mosque uh, four years ago in Quebec City in any way, but those people were in some place that they chose to go there to perform their religion. There was some sort of decision made there to do something. Um, the person targeted the religion, so he targeted the mosque. The, the, that group were just, the, the family were just out for a walk. I mean, they were just out for a walk. In the week that followed, when I walked by um, um, uh, clearly uh, identifiable Muslim women in a park, I approached a few of them and asked them, are you concerned to be having a picnic here or walking in the park that, okay, you might, I mean, killing won't happen every day, I hope, but are you afraid now that Muslims are targeted just because they're Muslim? If somebody uh, insults you or, or, or physically attacks you in any kind of way and believe it or not, um, all of them, none, not, not one woman of the maybe 10, 12 I, I, I got the guts to approach, said that their fear is above 50%. That's something with, so, but, but that's now, but before that, that family was taught. And to mow down a family like that, uh, I mean, my heart really goes to the, the, the kid who is left alone, an orphan with this memory. I mean, he is not only an orphan, he's an orphan who's gonna live his life with this memory. And it's, I mean, I, 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 I have 
come across orphans through my life who said, my mom died and then my father died two years later and it was, it was so tough because I lost them all, you know, all of a sudden, uh, but I still had my sibling, you know. This kid just finds himself without his whole family in one day. So what can I say, Stefan? What, what can one really say? Um, um, it's something for all of us as a society to, to, to think about and, uh, and, and to just pray and hope uh, that this kid can lead a, at least a, a, a semblance of a normal life. Yeah, of course, uh, inshallah. Last question, um, Ihab, was just um, briefly, if, if you could share some thoughts. I mean, this is like, you know, an extreme act of, you know, racist murder that took place on the street. Then there's the more institutionalized racism of something like Law 21. There was some hesitation to make that connection in some of the reporting of the mainstream press. Um, I'm just wondering if you could talk a bit about like naming Law 21 as institutionalized discrimination and why it's unacceptable, especially when we see incidents like this or the shooting in the mosque in Quebec City. Look, I'm going to I'm going to put it in very simple, quick words. I'm not going to talk about those directly affected by by Bill 21, which is an issue in its in itself. I'm going to say that Bill 21 asserts and legalizes that there is us and there is them. And that on its own is what we are trying to fight in this society. We are, this is a society for all of us. We are all equal. Every person gets credit or gets punished for his or her actions, nothing more. Bill 21 makes us split into categories, makes first-class citizens and second-class citizens. Bill 21 destroys a lot of the goodwill and good work done by many others. One bad law like this one is equivalent or destroys the, the, the positive effect of 10 positive uh, um, approaches, 10 positive uh, uh, initiatives. So uh, it's, it's, it's a disaster. It is a disaster far beyond uh, what most people realize. Thank you, Ihab, for taking the time to speak today. Thank you. Thank you. That was a conversation with longtime community activist Ihab Lotayef, uh, who is um, very active in campaigns to oppose uh, Law 21, uh, which is um, a racist law in Quebec that institutionalizes um, discrimination. Uh, it is named to be a law against quote-unquote religious symbols, but has really impacted directly uh, racialized communities. Um, so looking at this um, recent murder of a Muslim family in Ontario, um, we've been trying to highlight the connection between that event and uh, generalized Islamophobia and opposing Law 21. Um, so that is our 
conversation um, that we had. So thank you so much to Ihab for being on the program. Um, this has been the 48th edition of Free City Radio. I'm your host, Stefan Christophe in Montreal. If you have any um, ideas or suggestions, uh, you can find me at stefan.christoff at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at spirodon, S-P-I-R-O-D-O-N. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Free City Radio. And uh, to finish uh, the program this week, I'm going to be playing uh, a piece of music uh, from Samer Jaradat Productions. Um, this is a piece by El Mutahiyat uh, with the, the track Shibrin. Thanks for listening to uh, Free City Radio. We'll be back next Tuesday, and I'll talk to you then. Take care.
شبرين بين جباله وبحاره ومشينا نحنا الاثنين تحت نجومه وقماره لا في نهار ولا في ليل حمل الدنيا عكتافه ونسينا نحنا الاثنين عبء العالم وتعابه كلو <تصفيق> 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 هاي <تصفيق> 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 <تصفيق